Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Tuesday, May 9th. We're back. I have I have news that I didn't bring. Episode 200 feels good. Feels no good way. to hit 200. I know, right? Wow, it's crazy. And that that comes at a nice time because we we've got a new picture up. I'm sure the people saw when they loaded it up. It's also National Lost Sock Memorial Day. I know Owen's a big Lost Sock guy, unless it's his Marcus Stroman's. And I don't know. It's good to be back on a once a week basis. Let's let's go to Alex. What does a vacation look like for Alex? Well, I, I went uh, I went and treated myself and went up to Edmonton. Um, nice little vacation spot. Um, it was nice warm weather up there. Um, you can feel the buzz in the city type of thing. Phil knows what I'm talking about and Owen. Yep. Um, but yeah, I spent a quick three days there. It was good. Um, so yeah, it was it was a nice little uh, way to recharge my batteries. Good. I'm happy to hear that. And Adam, let's go to you next because we I have a separate conversation point for Owen. I don't. We can get to his vacation if we want, but there's also another thing we got to discuss with Owen. But Adam, let's go to you first. Yeah, I'm I'm at Owen's uh, little vacation hut. Um, it's pretty hut. nice. We're in, we're by Waterton. Uh, went on a went on a hike today. Went on a hike yesterday. It's pretty good. I'm pretty sure I I went to Waterton as a kid. Waterton's known for its water park, right? <laughs> no. No. Then I'm mixing that up with something else. But there is a water park for kids, <laughs> according to Owen. Well, well not, that's what I'm asking for. Not just according to me. Like, there is one. Uh, but it's for, it's like a little splash park. Like, it's got, like, a little geyser and, like, some... You run through... It's like running through a sprinkler, basically. Yeah. For, like, a little kid. It I doesn't know, look that sick. Well, after you eat your ice cream and you're well, 10 years I mean, old, it's probably uh, you know, when, I, when you're a little kid, it might have looked dope, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, it, it might maybe right. appeals to the younger generation, I would say. That's a possibility. But hey, you could still go. Like, there's still, I mean, you're there for another day. Like, I don't know. Maybe worth checking That's out. True. Take a break from the hikes. Let's let's get to this Owen point. Um, the, the NFL draft gate. We, we got to discuss this. I don't think it's been discussed publicly yet. Let's play the audio of what you said, not the show, not the last show, but the show before the last show. Let me just play this audio. <laughs> but yeah, I want to apologize to, you know, okay. the listeners, to the, you know, people that are here, everybody here. Uh, I want to be better moving forward. I felt pretty bad. And then the NFL draft, like, seems, you know, it was like a couple of days <laughs> later after those statements. So yeah. I just wanted to get what happened to the statement. Yeah. Do you have a new statement? Where are we at? I think, well, I think he didn't feel bad enough. Maybe. Let me, can I walk you through kind of, kind of the, that, that incident from my perspective? Yeah. Okay. So NFL draft night, right? We've done that. This is the 30. We've done it. And typically what we've done is we've waited until the end of the round to fire up the pod, right? So Thursday night comes and it's a good close friend of mine. It's his, it's his birthday. Surprise. It's his birthday. It wasn't really, well, it wasn't really a surprise. Okay. Um, what was a surprise was that he invited me over for, with his family for dinner. So of course I'm not going to say no to my good friend on his, on his 23rd, his Jordan year birthday. 
So I said, yes, I'd like to go with the thought in mind that, hey, we'd rip the with the rip the din, rip the dinner. And then I would be back in time for like the end or around the end of the NFL draft. Right. <laughs> and so and so we eat the dinner, we eat the cake. Everything's good. And then he's like, hey, do you want to help me wheel the basketball out? Like the basketball hoop because they have it in the backyard right for winter. So they, so I wheel it out. And so then I just I get I, you know, we just start shooting some hoops. And so I shoot hoops for about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, talking about like the his brother is a really big NBA fan. So he's talking about the Lakers, uh, all this type of stuff. And then I get into my into the house. I haven't checked my phone in like probably two hours. And it's just like a missed FaceTime from Adam. It's a missed face, t- 15 mix, missed messages. And then all of a sudden it's like we're going now. Like we got a 30 minute window. We got to We got to make. And so at this point, I'm like, OK, well, I could sprint home, but my phone's at one percent. So I wouldn't even it's about a 30 to 45 minute drive like from door to door. So I was like, well, I, I foolish. This is where I did. I, w- I do want to admit an error here. I was ambitious, ambitious <laughs> oh, yeah. in saying I would make it back. That was that was not smart. And my phone did die. So I had to plug it in and had to charge. And then I said, you know what? I'm not going to make it. That's what I did say, because I realized Alex, you know, he had a, a limited window. Alex is, you know, he's I wanted to hit the people to hear his voice um, and you guys were already ready. So I was like, you know what? It's just not, it's just not in the cards. And so I will accept partial responsibility. However, um, who I takes was the rest bit, of the responsibility? I just think it was a bit of a curveball. <laughs> I just was, I was faced oh. with a curveball and I, and I, and I, I, I whiffed on it. It's your fault. Alex. But it wasn't a pitch that I was expecting. So I would say nobody's no, at the fault. Phone. The phone was in the house for two hours. It's the phone's fault, Adam. <laughs> phone. Yeah. 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 The phone wasn't the yeah that was partially the I mean it was just almost it was pretty the much phone nobody's fault. Should have came with you. <laughs> well, the phone the was with fault. me. I was just not on it. I was just not looking at it. It was nobody's fault. Is the reality. What I do want to be clear with is my resolve to 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 be better is not that does not this has nothing to do with that. Those are two di- two different things. One I will say that's on me hundred percent. This one, like I said, curveball that I whiffed on. I wasn't expecting it. So you don't think this could have been like fixed or there was no solution to this? Like, At the time, hey guys, I got invited to a dinner tonight. When are we doing the pod? Like th- one of those texts. That would have been in hindsight, maybe better. But I in was just hindsight thinking, in foresight. That would have been better. Well, with foresight, that would have been better. Right. But I'm saying what I'm saying is like we have two years of data where it's like fire up after the round right. after the 30 second so selection. Right. 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 Yeah. Data. That's kind of where I was yeah, thinking. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's fire up after Tampa, and then it took us like four or five picks until we figured out Owen was not making it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that was, there's a communication. That was the other thing is the communication. I will take responsibility for that. I probably, I should have checked my phone earlier. It's a learning experience, guess, but it's not, it's not. It is, it is. It's a, I think it's a good learning experience that your phone is important. <laughs> But at the same time, though, if you're at a dinner, you're not going to whip out the phone at, a, at the at the family dinner, though. That's true. But I mean, I feel like this has happened to all of us where like we realize we have something at night on the night we're going to record and we go, hey, guys, like I'm doing this tonight. Can we record around it? Right. You had yeah. me up until like the dinner. I was like, OK, this is like you could have stayed three hours at the dinner and I wouldn't have even been like I would be like, OK, that's actually fine. Like. You're at dinner, like you're having a good time. But the <laughs> wheeling out the basketball, <laughs> like what the hell? 
Chopping off about the Lakers. <laughs> that was an error. That was an error. You're presenting a decent theory about like you know dinner and and things. You know, an hour playing basketball and getting in the way. But I I did I do have the timeline here. I I sent the link at eight thirty. Um, but before that, Owen, we had said, let's wait till jeans get picked. That's at eight oh eight. So I send the link at eight thirty seven. And then at 849, Alex says, Owen, this is major heat. Phil and Adam are gonna two man. Yep, I remember and then seeing that one. You and then you chimed in at 848 same time yep. saying, wait, wait, I'm not home. And then Adam chimed in with <laughs> okay, good. And then you waited until 859 and said, I could go home now. That was your text back. Alex said you could. And then at 932, you said it's going to take me like 20 minutes still here. You guys just go. So that unfortunately, the timeline does not match so, your story. So can I explain the gap? Can I explain the gap? And this is going to sound really stupid to you. No way. So no, no. I opened my phone and my phone, I have an iPhone 8 and it's quite damaged. Uh, Adam can actually confirm this because he's seen this firsthand, but it has to be in order to charge. It has to be at a certain angle. Because the pins on the inside of the, like the hardware is messed up, so in order for the the cable to connect to the pins, it has to rest at a certain angle. So I was at about ten percent or so when I got to the house. When I when I whipped open the phone, this is all again partially Adam's fault because he called me, which probably drained a couple percent. For sure, my fault. And so <laughs> it was at like one percent. I read the te- or t- maybe two, and then I read the text, responded, wait, wait, and then it died, right? And so I had to go find a charger, and so I was looking for a charger, right? Got a charger. Um, but, and so I plugged in and then I went to go, I was, it, my friend's mother was talking to me. Right. And so I go back and I guess I didn't have the angle right because it still hadn't turned on yet. So I had to wait a little bit longer. And so that was the delay. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the timeline, yeah. it matches that sequence. I think it's safe to say that yeah. you, you've got it right there. We diagnosed it. Yeah. Did it die again after you said I could go home? And then the that was part of the gap. first sequence. That was part of the first sequence. But and then he the... said there was a ten minute gap between wait, wait, and then ten minutes, and then I could go home, and then thirty minutes, and then I'm not gonna make it. I can't explain. If there's a ten minute gap, I don't know what was going on in those ten minutes. It was like a heat. Like you guys were like you were on fire, probably on the court or something. <laughs> <laughs> like your shot was just fucking hitting, and everyone's like, "Hold on, like I can't miss right now." well i was inside at that point i don't actually know why there'd be a 10 minute maybe it was here's what i could say is maybe it just that maybe the connection to the wi-fi tower or the cell tower was bad yeah and it took a while to there's a delay there it was probably that distance i don't actually know that that gap that one is i'll have to think about that one well i think we've talked this out yeah i think that we put him in the hot seat it's like when they flick the lamp on in the interrogation and they just pointed at the guy i knew i was going to come out as the bad cop in this scenario with the audio clip i accepted that but i'm glad that adam was there to you know rock over some uh troubled waters and just provide a smooth sail for owen's uh owen's timeline so that's good i would like maybe next week if you could get an alibi like maybe evan could come on and and uh validate some of this that would be interesting but Mm. hey just an idea anyway yeah well we're back episode 200 i'm glad we got that out the way no it's gonna be good i'm looking forward to this once a week system we got segments later we got bo's afraid later which i i don't even know where to begin with bo is afraid 
Um, so people are going to want to hear that, which is exciting. But I guess, I don't know, Alex, what's gripped you the most in uh, sports while we've been gone? Well, let's just get it out of the way, man. Let's get, it, let's get one out of the way. We want Florida. Yeah. <laughs> we want Florida. Yeah. I think, I don't know if there's a more gripping story right now in sports than that. Um, NBA has been pretty on par for me. There's nothing like, wow, like crazy happening in the NBA. I think there's eight really good teams left for the most part. And they're kind of like battling it out. I feel like most of these series are going to go six, seven games, honestly. Um, I'm not saying it hasn't been interesting. I'm just saying it hasn't, nothing's been like super shocking, but you go to the Leafs and this is a disaster. And um, I know no one's happier than Phil. I'm not, I'm not as big a Leaf hater as Phil. Phil found a tweet that said, um, I, I don't know which reporter it was, but it was like, uh, and a third uh, Coors Light or keg or whatever has been <laughs> yeah. brought to the Maple Leafs locker room. That is just insane. <laughs> and I, and I, I honestly, for, for some reason, I, I wasn't on Twitter too much the night they actually advanced. And I wasn't really like, I heard about the beer stuff and the celebrating stuff, but I, I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way. But now I'm seeing all these tweets actually show up of these loons just drinking beer after a first-round win. Um, so, personally, for me, that's the most gripping story. And it, not only because of the Maple Leafs, but also because of of um, Florida, man. Like, I, I, I saw this timeline of, like, from when the season started, like, they sucked. The only reason they got in was because... Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh blew their own, their chance to get in, and that's the only reason there that that Florida got in was because Pittsburgh lost a must. Uh, a, if 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 Pittsburgh won that game, they would have been in the playoffs, and Florida would have been out. Pittsburgh missed. Florida made no trades at the deadline. That all their goalies sucked. Um, Kachuk wasn't what he was supposed to be doing. Bark like all these guys were were awful. Um, and then you get to the playoffs, and it's a complete complete. 180 um and and honestly it's kind of been a honestly really good story for florida just watching these guys i'm kind of happy that they're um that they're buzzing right now it's great Mm -hmm. i i agree with you i'm over the moon does not begin to describe how i've been the last couple days i said cloud 12 as a description um it started with the with the woman and the dad wearing the jerseys to the game which was just a great sequence because it felt like finally i've been recognized like there's some people out there who are me who hate the maple leafs this much to buy season tickets and then spend them with 31 other jerseys i mean that's just all-time stuff those people are legends to me um and then the game yesterday i mean it's just it couldn't have worked out better the fact matthews marner Tavares, and nylander have combined for zero goals in three games and the maple leafs finally made round two and their best players are David Kampf and Eric Gustafson. It's just the funniest sequence of events possible. I, I'm i so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy that these loons have gotten what they deserved. And like you said, I have, let's just say if they get eliminated, they get swept, you're going to want to see what I have saved up because I bookmarked probably 30 tweets after they won the round one. And I'm getting ready to retweet all of them the second they're eliminated. The another case of Bud Light has been delivered to the locker room. The one where Austin Matthews said it feels good to finally do it. Like they did anything, like they did anything that 25% of the teams do in the league every year. I can't wait. So I'm gonna retweet all of these on Wednesday night if they get swept. 
and I, it's going to be like and, my Christmas. And shout out to my um my Maple Leafs fan that was paint that painted his face like um completely in blue, um after they won the first round and and actually got kind of cut off there with the mic because he swore on live on live television. Um, and his words were awesome. He was like, Boston or Florida, they don't know what's coming to them. They don't know what's coming to them. <laughs> and uh, I guess Toronto never knew what was coming to them. So uh, it's it's kind of funny how that works. Yeah, no, you guys are definitely better ones to talk about it than me. I just do think that it's like, I don't expect, I don't understand how you expect to win anything like if your goal is to make it to the first round or make it out of the first round, I don't see like how you're going to do better than that. Like if that's your target, it's just like, I don't understand the mindset from the, from like the organization, especially cause like I get the, that they haven't done it in a long time, but like on paper you'd think, I mean, I don't know that much about the Maple Leafs, but it, I've heard a lot of people say they have like some really, they have a really good team. <laughs> like this is the first time they've lost three in a row since like October. <laughs> Like it's like a bit strange to me that they would be that they would be setting their sights on the on the first round Tampa Bay Lightning. Like you'd think they'd maybe <laughs> just a bit higher than that. Well, I know a lot of people when they went down to O at home, a lot of people were like, "Well, you know, look at New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey, you know, lost two and then came back." I'm like, "Well, they're also led by like an absolute heat bag in Jack Hughes. Like I think like Jack Hughes, like." I think if you combine Marner, Nylander, and Matthews, they don't even add up to how how impactful Jack Hughes is in 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 these like clutch games. Honestly, Marner, Matthews, Nylander—they're talented players. They're very good players, but they don't like strike fear into you when when you're playing against them. They just don't. I've never seen one of them go into, um, you know, a must-win game and just be like, you know what? I'm not letting us lose this game. I'm gonna make sure we win this game. They just don't have a player like that, so it's it's not it's not really as like you shouldn't be comparing the two. No, and I said to somebody, you know, they got that they got that Matthews, Marner, uh, Tavares, Nylander. They all got that TJ Galliardi in them. Like they don't have any dog. They've just got like the most obscure like third line mindset where it's like, all right, like let's just go out there yeah. and like skate a little bit, see what we can see if we can get our legs under us, like. <laughs> The fact that they're dropping the no goals in the round two after. <laughs> and if you look back at it, the lightning were so bad. The lightning, the, lightning, the goalie dropped like an eight, nine, five save percentage. And they, they just, they had to win three games in overtime. It's just all, it's just all time stuff. Nothing makes me so happy like this. So that I'm glad that you started with they, that. They sold that, their that soul. Really cheers me up. They sold their soul to the devil for a first round win. Cause now <laughs> they literally can't even get shots on that. <laughs> It's it's crazy. Yeah, I think the big four combined for six shots on net last game, so that worked out well. But I'm sure, Owen, that you've been a little small. bit more mindful of uh, of other things going on and not so much a hockey guy. Give me what's uh, what's tracked you the last week. I mean, I'm always kind of locked on the Jays. That's usually where I'm usually where I park most of my attention on a day to day basis. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's basically where I've been watching. I have watched the Oilers. Just because, you know, connection to like a little bit of a connection to the city there. And I like watching them play. But that's basically been it, I feel like. 
as much as I'm shocked that we're starting with Leafs and Jays talk, I'm not really that opposed to it because, you know, it is getting to be that time of the year where the Jays, I mean, the fact that you're dialed in like mid NBA playoffs and it's like, all right, like game 35 of the Jays is tonight though. Like what's Kikuchi going to cook up for me tonight? Like that's, that is a respect for me to you as a fan because I just can't get there. Like this is usually the time I check out. Like I come back yeah. in June. So the fact that you stay locked in is like major respect. Like when, when did this flip, I guess for you, is it like last year? Like why, why is it, uh, where's like the new focus on the Jays coming? For you? Mm, yeah, I would say mid last year, I just kind of like got locked, got pretty locked in. Like maybe even before that, like yeah, last year I was quite locked in. Like I'm watching every game front to back usually, especially now at the pitch clock. It's so much easier to watch it front to back. So yeah, it's like appointment viewing every day at like five, five Oh seven. If it's a home game, I'm, I'm flipping on the TV. Yeah. And maybe it's bad. I don't <laughs> know. It's a, a lot of time. It is really <laughs> no, a lot. No, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. Like it's, it's your team. It's, it's your sport. It's like, I respect any kind of dedication like that, regardless of what the sport is. I mean, you'd be addicted to curling for all I care. Like, I, I just respect any fans, honestly, that they are that diehard. That's respect. Yeah, but the flip side of it is, like, they didn't play. They're not playing today, and it's, like, a kind of like a defeating feeling. And it's gotten to oh, the point. I have to watch the NBA playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lakers, it's Curry, LeBron. Gotten to the point Damn. where, like, uh I know this is like maybe a little bit like this for Phil and the Oilers, but like it does affect your mood to a certain extent, like with a win or a loss. Like you got an extra pep in your step after a nice win, especially against a good team versus like a loss or maybe a couple losses in a row. It's, it kind of dampens the mood a little bit, at least for me. Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think I think back to some of the the best times, you know, as, as an Oiler fan or like like when we beat the Flames – like I just went home and I, I think I smiled for like a week. I was so happy. And then it went, I think of the worst times, like the time we had to record right after and I was recording out of the closet for the Jets game that we blew. Like <laughs> I wasn't the same for like that was a bad summer. Like I wrote off the whole summer because of that. Like that, that was just that that set the ball down and just axed the whole vibe. So I, I do agree that it's I, I wonder like at what point that goes away, though, like. Do you think it ever, like, when you're, like, 40, it'll just be like, okay, like, I have other priorities in my life. Like, this does not mean nearly as much to me. Because I don't know when that kicks in. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure Alex is like this probably with the Raptors mostly when they're good. But, I, I, I like, it comes like, and goes with the team's success, yeah, I guess. I think it does. I think, I know especially the first few years, I was kind of like, after they won the championship, I was kind of like, oh, man, like, I was fired up, but I wasn't. I don't know how to explain it. I'm always all in on the Raptors, but it, I, it, it, you were okay with them losing in the first round. You're okay with them. I mean, they could have gotten swept for all that care against Philly last year. You know, I'd have been like, whatever. Like they had, they won a title. But at the same same time, like you do want more. Um, but I think the championship kind of eases things. But like you said, like like I still care, you know. So I don't know. Like you said, when does that when does that hit? I know my dad, for example, like he still cares a lot about the raptors and the flames so like he says he doesn't but i know he does like especially like after like a disappointing flame season he's like i've changed like i'm not just i'm not gonna care as much about this team (laughs) and then you know mid-november he's locked in like all three periods baby 
I almost, I, I kind of, Phil, you know, I kind of hope it doesn't leave. I don't want it to leave. Like, I always do want to be all in and care. Yeah. I feel like for the Jays in particular, Owen could probably speak to this better, but it's less so about them. Like, if the Jays win the World Series, that's like, you know, amazing, whatever. Like, it'll like make your year, obviously. But I feel like because it's the only thing on at that time of year, it's more about like the day in, day out, like who's pitching, I'm watching than it is about like being satisfied with where you are as a fan. Like I feel like baseball in particular is more for like the hobby and like getting you through the day is like something to look forward to and think about. Like, I feel like that's where it is with baseball. I feel like football, if you were like, like Adam lives and dies by the Cowboys pretty much. Like that's much, much less of like a commitment than it is to baseball or hockey. Cause it's just, you know, four months in the winter. True. I'm glad Adam could just I mean, I think it requires, like, I mean, if you add the hours up, I mean, the hours have got to be like double what, uh, what, what we watch as hockey and NBA fans, you know, Owen watching 162 has got to be way more from like 2018 to like 2020, maybe even before that, like 2017 kind of to 2020, I was kind of out on the Jays. Um, I think that's like just a function of them being quite bad. So like, I think there's a point at which you're you're like kind of clued in, like where you're like, okay, this is like a competitive team that's worth my time to watch, even if they like are losing games and winning games. You know what I mean? But if the team is just uncompetitive, then I can't imagine I would yeah. I would sit through that. Like I would, I would like I would I, I've done it in the past, and I would hope I would do it again. And I'd just like check out. That kind of annoys me because I know some fans are like. Well, you know, if you don't watch them with the same intensity as when they're winning championships as to when they're, you know, tanking, then you're not a real fan. It's like, get out of here. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? What do you mean I'm going to be, like, fired up for Flames Ducks? What are you talking about? Yeah. and I- it's, it's, it's so stupid. And, you know, I, look, like, you can't abandon the team. Like, you can't just not watch any games. Yeah. But, you know, if you're kind of, like, in and out of it for for a few months i i i don't think that makes you any less of a fan at all no and also i don't think i I don't give my fan my like my eyes away for free like i if if the team wants me to watch they need to put out a product that's worthy of me watching like if i'm an a's fan for example and their owner is deliberately stacking like wads of cash and not buying players and not trying to be even like trying to be competitive why am i gonna donate my viewing to this guy's awful team when he doesn't even care yeah. enough about me to put mm-hmm. a competitive product on the field. So I'm, it's not, I think it's a, a two way street in that respect, but I think the Jays have done a good job because they've tried to be competitive. So I have no problem donating a couple hours a day to them. It's definitely a two way street. Like yeah. you need to deserve my respect too. Yeah. Like I completely agree with Owen. You know, but here's another thing that I'm thinking about though. When I think back to like the most devoted times as a fan for me, it's like when the team was like uh, pretty good, but not great, you know? And it's like, man, I just want them to be great. Like they're so close. Like I just want them to hit that next level. It wasn't like, because when when you expect a certain standard, when you get so good that it's like, it's, and you like have a trust that they're going to get there. So it's not as much much about like investing in it. Like, I wonder where, like, I feel like that's the level. Because the Jays are in that window right now where it's, like, guys who are pretty good, but, like, they have a couple holes and they're not, like, uh, 
they're not like a top of the line World Series contender, but they're in like the six whoa, to ten range, whoa. and you just want them to whoa. get to the top five. You know, you think that's wrong? I feel like that's a pretty accurate description. Yeah, I do. I think we're top five. See, this is what I I'm agree. Saying, I though. agree like, with what Phil's actually saying. Because take like uh, like Djokovic for example, I was like so freaking locked in. Like I think all the way up until I don't know. I think he maybe got like over 10 to 14 grand slams after that like phil said you just expect a certain level of dominance that like i don't know like like i wasn't even getting up to watch his some of his like grand slams and just because it was like i don't know like i expect them to win well you know and i i, I kind of feel what phil's saying and after a certain point you're just kind of like whatever but what phil said kind of those first four five six grand slams you were like damn he's one of the best but he's not the goat so like you know, you're, you're trying to get, you're, you're, you're watching him and see how, to see how far he can get up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also say too, on that point, I, I, that's probably something I'll never relate to where a team I'm a really big fan of is like winning it every year where I get like tired of all the winning. So I'm not sure that's the thing I'll ever experience, but what I will say too, is I think there's a period of denial where you're like, okay, this is a good team. And then maybe they start, there's a decline period where your core maybe gets older or some mem- members of your core leave uh and you maybe start a little bit of a rebuild but it's not it's not like a clear cut we're like world series champions and next year we're the worst in the league usually like there's a decline period and so i think during that point fans will hold on and kind of like we did it last year why can't we do it this year like we've got all these pieces even though these guys left and then that 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 leads to people hanging on longer than they should sometimes and that honestly well. that relates more to the what you saying that relates more to the raptors than any other thing to me because it's like they won that well first of all the topical this week DeRozan saying I feel like we would have won the championship if I was there instead oh. of Kawhi it's like an ultimate, well, <laughs> ultimate <hell> self gaslight <laughs> just no chance no. people act like that 76ers team we played in round two was like some fucking walkover are you kidding me that was the, good the 76ers yeah. easily could have won that round that was like one of the hardest teams we played that year so no mm-hmm. DeRozan is so off on that well, yeah, but that's the thing, Continue, though. Phil. I was going to say that two two legs to that. One, Raptor fans, for the first part of Owen's point, held on to, like, after Kawhi left, being like, no, 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 we still got, like, Pascal and, like, OG. Like, <laughs> like we still got this. And look at where it's kind of got them now. Like, they're, you know, sliding into the basement with no real direction not to, you know, well, come after your guys. Well, out. I but still think To be they're... fair, the first year, we went we went seven games with Boston. In the second round with, with those guys. Well, not one, but I think we could have went to the finals, honestly. But I see what you're saying. Like, after that, yeah, it, it did kind of get us in the in the gutter. I can't lie, though. This is like a classic, like, decline. It's like a bell curve, almost. Oh, yeah. where you, it's not like a cliff. The, mm-hmm. the Raptors are declining, 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 declining. They're kind of like a playing team, playing team. And then now it's kind of bottoming out a little bit. I, f- I feel like the 2011 Mavericks. Like, did, like I, this is kind of <laughs> like what they did. Guys yeah. leave, yeah. you do have someone, you don't. Yeah. You're trying to build some young guys, but they're not really working out right now. No, that's you know, true. So like the flip side of that, I think that's normally how it is. The flip side would be in my head, it would be like, so there's like you have the Astros, right? Where this year is probably maybe the start of the decline where the fans are still like, we have all these guys, but like, you know, we lost some of these pieces, but we're still competitive. Um, and so there's going to be that denial period and that kind of slow decline, but you compare that to like the Cubs sticking with baseball. They just like won the world series 
and then they had a bunch of like rental players and then they just kind of sold like kind of within the next couple years like maybe two years most of their core was gone it seems like or a lot of their core was mm-hmm. and that's probably yeah but that's probably more painful than what the Astros are doing because like let's say the Astros don't win which they're still very good they could win but they're like the, their fans are still going to get like moments with the guys that they came up with and like the guys that they won with you know what I'm saying like they'll still have like yeah. uh years left with those guys whereas the Cubs it's like you came up with these guys and then you reached the top and then literally within a year ownership was like all right like started throwing them out like that like that's probably more painful yeah. because even though if you kept them together you probably wouldn't have won it's still like this that's the core we won with and we didn't keep them together yeah like that's probably because like a fan painful. you're like what could have been like the thunder mm-hmm. and they sold all these like young guys and like what could have been or like just like any team like i've seen a bunch of a's stuff where it's like well if they didn't they had like frankie montas and like and like <laughs> chapman, they had like chapman. chapman they had like all these guys like if they kept them they'd be really good and so it's hard to say People like to play those games. I think that's why teams like to let it just die out naturally, even though that might not always be the best thing to do from like an organization yeah. perspective. You win this championship and then you want to be like loyal to the guys that got you there. But deep down, you know that these guys are declining themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's what kind of gets these teams in a in a situation. Lots Where you of don't... long extensions after... Like almost like kind of like look at the Bucks. Like everyone's like kind of freaking out about the Bucks, and this might be like premature, but like I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Middleton like a like a hundred sixty million dollar contract. And that's a good point. Like I look at the Bucks, and I don't think that they have a really great team or anything. Like, am I wrong? I don't think they have a bench. I don't think they have any like. You're not. You're not wrong because they have Giannis. But but the whole reason the Bucks were ever always so good is I think it was always more because of what Drew Holiday and Middleton. To me personally, they were always the difference makers that got the Bucks to like like Giannis was really good. Don't get me wrong, and Giannis elevated. <laughs> but I for me personally, Middleton and and Holiday elevated their games to such a high level and such a high standard in those in those playoffs that I think that's one of the reasons they got they won the chip right. And like you said, now well, that they're not playing as well, you know, it's it's maybe not looking as such a great team. But Giannis is still well, the same. He's still, you know, dominating. Yeah, Giannis is young. But I also think it is a good roster. Like, Drew Holiday is one of the top probably five best, like, uh, perimeter defenders. And then you look at, I mean... I mean, Jimmy Butler destroyed him, though. He did, he did. He's yeah. not, I mean, he's not maybe what he was a couple years ago. Yeah. But he's still, like... I think his peers probably consider him one of the best. And if you look at Brooke, uh, Brooke Lopez was in the uh, DPOY like conversation. So he's really good. And then they have uh, obviously Middleton is maybe declined a little bit, but he's still good. And then Giannis is what he is. And then they have some, I mean, I don't, I think it's a good roster to be honest with you. It's like, you know, Grace and Allen taking the uh, last second shot. <laughs> <laughs> and what, how does he have uh, gray hair too? Has anybody answered oh, that question? So at, at like 26? That's heat. <laughs> a lot of stress figuring out how I he's going to trip the next guy. Car- the Karma's a bitch, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We... <laughs> I think, uh, but that's the point though. Like you end up in these situations where you finally win like Milwaukee did. And it's like, all right, like we don't have to tinker. Like we've got a championship core. 
when it's like now all of a sudden I'm Giannis and I'm looking at this and it's like, okay, like Drew Holiday, Middleton, and Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez was in the 2008 draft. Like th- these guys are not getting any younger. And if I'm Giannis and I still want to win, it's like, why, like, why haven't you guys done more to put younger pieces around me? Like, why are we trading five second round picks for Jay Crowder, who literally can't come off the bench and then goes to the media and says, I don't understand what my purpose is here. It's like, dude, you, you don't have a purpose anymore. You need to retire. Like, that's how bad the Bucks are. They haven't put, they have, do they still have George Hill? Like, they, they have done nothing to like, like yeah. get some youthful legs. <laughs> do they in actually? Team. <laughs> yeah, you still do. So, well, and I, oh, I I did like you, George Hill saying that he wanted to be a Udonis Haslam like figure. That was a good quote by him this year. Uh, but, oh, oh brother! <laughs> what you, I'm saying though, you got is, Drew is Holiday need... talking about retirement. <laughs> you got Giannis talking about retirement. Even you, they need to. Uh, yeah. Like if I'm him, I, honestly, I, and there's no hard feelings anymore. He's in an ultimate win-win, and we could talk about the Bucks here because he's in an ultimate win-win. He's won there. The fans are not going to hate him if he decides to leave. And at this point, he should want better. He should want a new challenge. What what more is winning with the Bucks going to do for him? He should want to go to the Knicks or the Heat. And I'm the last guy who wants to see people leave small market teams, but he should do something else to spruce up his legacy. That's my opinion at this point in his career. And th- I know they're looking for can a new I, Can I give my prediction? Yeah. I want to give my prediction. I think he's going to go to the Heat in like two years. Wow. It wouldn't surprise I just think he's going to match up. I think, I don't know, I don't know when Jimmy Butler is going to start declining or like if, he, if maybe Jimmy Butler just decides to leave the Heat because he's like, I, I can't play with Bam at all anymore. <laughs> But Miami just is always getting the free agent, bro. And and I think it just matches up. Miami's like never bad. The Heat are never bad. So I just think it I feel like he could go to Miami. What's up with that's my point. what's up with Bam? I feel like he's like kind of like kind of bad now. Like he's declined quite a bit. He's had some okay playoff games, but people consider him as like the second best player on a championship team when he's like the fourth yeah. best player on a championship championship team. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think he's kind of um, doing what AD is doing, but AD is still kind of better. If you know what yeah, I mean, it, like you'll have a good game and then oh, a bad game, and then a good game I heard, and then a bad game. It's just AD's good games are like elite good games. I don't know if you heard this on the Ben's on the on the. Uh, I was gonna say Ben Simmons, the Bill Simmons podcast, but he was talking with Ryan Russillo, and they were talking about AD, and I, I think it was Ryan Russillo dropped the funniest nickname ever. He called him. Every other Davis, because <laughs> dude, yeah, this is true. a better one. Yeah. AD yeah. is AD alternate days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. And then he was like, "It's like it's like AD, and then his alter ego is a DA. So it's you get an AD game, or you get a DA game. Like if it's yeah. like twelve points, five boards. Exactly. That's a DA game. <laughs> David Aldridge, the guy from TNT. <laughs> yeah. DA. That's a good doing David Aldridge performances. They're from 2K. Y'all remember when he used to load in? He was the quickest skip every time. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Oh. I haven't thought about that guy in years. But the uh the thing I was gonna say with with oh. Alex's take about Giannis, and I agree that he's like like why Jimmy Butler went right, t- uh Bulls, Timberwolves, Sixers. And his complaint with everyone is like they're not serious enough about winning every single year. So, and he went to the Heat because the Heat are very serious about winning every single year. It's the reason why they're so successful. I feel like Giannis is one of those guys. It's like, okay, like I don't really care where it is. 
but I want to be with the smartest people who want to win every single year. Like that's why that makes sense to me. I know Windhorse was on TV talking about the Knicks are thinking 3% of the Knicks are thinking about Giannis two years away from his expiry. It's like, does Giannis really strike you as like a Knicks guy? Like, is that, (laughs) does that really seem like something he wants to do? No, I don't, I I don't think so. Do we Mm -hmm. buy the retirement that I almost retired in 2020? No. What? No. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. No. Good. This is the new hot trend. So, someone also did that the other day. I forgot. I sent it to someone else too. Embiid, Embiid. Oh, Embiid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Embiid. <laughs> oh, I thought about God. retiring with no rings and no MVPs. Yeah, I thought about retiring. Tough scene. What's up, Adam? How you doing? You've been quiet. Yeah, we. I got all my basketball talk out last week, so I don't have much uh-huh. to add. Taking a rest day. Don't sweat it. We'll get you for the movie. No sweat. Um, I think the only other things that we got to hit quickly before we do uh, Bozo of the Week and the movie, and these are just sort of uh, hot-button things, the uh, Matt Ishbia, Nikola Jokic sideline interaction has certainly been the news of the day. Uh, A bit of a, I don't know what, a dive, a flop into the chair by the owner of the Suns. I think... The TNT guys said, said it pretty good. Like anybody else who grabs the ball as a fan just gets clean ejected on the spot. So I don't have any problem with them not yeah. really doing anything in regards to Jokic. It would just be horrible if something, you know, they, they did too much and it ended up affecting the series. So I, uh, I'm pretty happy that's nothing, nothing's happened there. But I will say with this Suns team, I find them, I like Kevin Durant, but I find the Suns extremely dislikable. I think Devin Booker is one of the most arrogant basketball players I've ever seen for no reason. And he's amazing. Don't get me wrong. 79% shooting in two games, never been done before. But he, it's a pretty good reason. The way that he acted, and I know, yeah, but the way that he acted about Jokic, and I'm sure Alex will agree with me, where he said, Alex, you take it. I'll let it's your boy. You defend him. I overstep. It's just so ridiculous, and I agree with Phil. Very like unbelievable player, top ten player in the NBA. Um, Devin Booker, he's he's playing his ass off right now. But to go and say in the post game after and say, well, his fifty three points were super hard. We made all of his shots. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's what. No, you didn't. He's averaging forty one <laughs> points per game in these last two games. You haven't done anything <laughs> to guard him. Um, and then they asked Durant this, and and Durant's actually been super honest. They asked Durant the same question. He's like, "Hell no! Like we haven't. We've done a horrible job guarding him. <laughs> he slows the game down a lot, and it's really hard to defend him because he just does what. Like you can't speed Jokic up, and you can't slow him down. Jokic dictates the pace that he wants to play with. So that's why it's so hard to guard him. So you know, I'm good with all that, bro. But don't don't come at the two time MVP, okay? Let's just relax, <laughs> okay? I I I I don't. And, and he's generally super arrogant. And I just I, – I don't like it. I don't like it. There's a lot of other really good players that aren't that arrogant. He's like he's like Joel Embiid West. <laughs> like, come on. Just just chill. <laughs> Who's your guys' pick for that series? Just get out of curiosity. Well, I still think Denver's going to win. Too. Just because of um, – well, obviously Jokic. But, um, Say it, yeah. Um, just because of the like home court advantage, I, th- I think playing in Denver is a real thing. Like I think it's like super freaking hard for these guys. That's the advantage. Um, and the longer the series goes, I think it's harder for <laughs> Kevin and um and Devin Booker to 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 put up these sort of numbers. 
Like, if, yeah. uh, maybe Booker can keep it going, but I don't know if KD can just keep this up. It's just a lot that they're being asked to do. Um, and I think the the series is going to fit. Like Phil said, we were texting earlier. I think that to put in, how many points did they put in yesterday? 80, 90 points? The game Something three, like they that. had 82 combined. combined. Game four, they had seven. They, they've, been, they've been insane. Both y- games y- came y- down to like the last three minutes. And and if Landry Shamit didn't get hot, so, then they, I, I, they I, wouldn't I'm still kind of confident game. in Denver. I like Denver. I don't have any like I, I was thinking about it last night because Booker and Duran are in a weird way like very similar in the way that they like put the ball on the deck, score in isolation. Like they don't really need like that much help. They'll get their own shots. They create for themselves. They they're weirdly similar in that way. I was thinking about like unstoppable scoring duos because they're certainly up there. Um, so I feel like they could just put them on their backs by themselves pretty much with the way they've played, but I still think Denver, I mean, the minutes these guys, the Phoenix is playing, like Jock Landale has become like a huge piece for the Suns, which is just not a sentence you want to be saying come this time of year. So I like Denver. Yeah. How much do you think their title chances have improved because of the trade they made? Like they basically, I mean, they traded depth for like KD. So, I mean, I, I wonder how what position they'd be in if you gave them back Johnson yeah. and Bridges. Like, would they even be that much worse or would they even be worse at all? I, I wonder. DeAndre Ayton just decided he, to me, he just doesn't really, he's not, doesn't really, he like got paid and he doesn't really care oh. to like play much basketball. He's I got said that, that when he signed his extension. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's doing gonna, nothing at all. He, he's, he's got the Roy Hibbert gene. Yeah, but like, I, I can't that say time. for certain yeah, that, that that the OG, like, pre-KD Suns wouldn't be going 2-2 right now, Game 5, to Denver. Yeah. All that talk about them saying, oh, like, this isn't just for this year. Like, Chris Paul is, like, 38. So I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about when you're saying, like, this is for the future. And, like, Kevin Durant's not, like, a spring chicken either. 2007 draft. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I love I love we're, we're banking long term on Kevin Durant's Achilles. Sure. <laughs> I I'm loving the instead of like saying their age, just say what year they were drafted in because it makes them sound so much older. Like I hear 33 and I'm like, "Oh, like he's like kind of like still kind of close to his prime." But you hear like 09 draft and I'm like, "Wow, like this guy's this guy's like old, dude." <laughs> yeah, I'm loving that. Oh, that might be the new way, dude. <laughs> And it's even getting like yeah. it's even getting scary because like people that like I remember like being excited for their draft year. It's getting to that point too, where I could be like, yeah. 2013 draft, like that's that's getting up there, and it, and it still hits. Like it's it's much worse than saying age 30. So, I I agree with you. I like that trend. I think I know Warriors and and uh, Lakers are still to play tonight, so I don't want to say too much on that. But uh, if you had anything you wanted to get off on Knicks Heat, and I think probably most interestingly now is Sixers Celtics, which has become a very interesting series with the way that the Sixers have kind of stolen two games off the back of noted playoff performer James Harden. Congratulations to James on a pretty unbelievable stretch of playoff games here. He's he's getting it done, so good for him. But uh, Anything on those three series that uh, really grips you on? Harden, like I was, I wanted to ask you, Phil, because this is where you kind of hung your hat for a few years. Is like Harden will never win a championship, and I think this is probably the best shot they have. With, I mean, no Bucks, uh, you're playing the Celtics at this point, and so you're. I mean, next round is the, either the Heat, like if you, it's the Heat or the 
uh, or the or the net or the Knicks, and then whoever comes out of the West. Like this is probably the easiest path they might ever have. Um, so I, I wonder if you're kind of scared. I would say that I'm at least a little mindful of my take, but I also know a secret that not many people know. He he's James Harden. He's gonna find a way to botch this. It's if it's this round or if it's next round. Just when people think they got him pegged, he'll figure it out. But I do agree that this is definitely the clearest path that they've had because I don't feel like watching these teams, I don't feel like any team is really that much better than the other teams. Like I think probably Phoenix and Denver have been the two best teams I've seen, but I don't feel like it's like a foregone conclusion as to who's going to the finals even, let alone win it, which usually you feel like this time of year. I also want to say I'd really love to see Jimmy Butler win a championship. I'm kind of in on that. I want him to get one. Me too. But if Heat, Lakers, Nuggets, and Celtics advance, which looks probable, if not possible, um, that's the same Final Four that was in the bubble. And I saw some people using this mm. as like, a, oh, like people say the bubble was like an anomaly. Like, look at this now. I, I don't really know that I have an opinion on that as much as I just find it interesting because like I never really discredited the bubble, but I just... It's just a weird combination of teams. I mean, obviously, one's an eight seed, one's a seven seed. But, but it, to me, it's just very, uh, I don't know, it's just funny and strange how that worked out. I, do you have a take on that, Alex? I don't, I don't really care too much about it. Like, I obviously, like trolling Lakers fans and calling the championship a Mickey Mouse championship. Like, I think that's funny. But like you said, I, I still think it's a championship. I don't think of it any less than, you know, any other championship. And people love to spam the, well, that was pure basketball. Well, I'm like, you know, all these other championships have been pretty pure basketball, if you ask me. Like, like you know, so I don't want to like contrast the two too much. You know, like who played more pure basketball or who was more Mickey Mouse than the other? Like at the end of the day, they're they're all championships. The PBR, so, the pure basketball. Um, it is kind of pure interesting. Pure basketball ranking, but you're also I don't know, man. Exactly, but I don't know. You look at these guys like. Tatum and 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 since the bubble has turned into an elite player, Jalen Brown has turned into an elite player. Um, Jokic, they're still different teams. I know it's kind of the cores are still the same, but the players have evolved too. Like these these are also players that are that have evolved significantly since the bubble. So, um, yeah, I I think it's for those people that are discrediting the bubble. So I think that's more for them. But I I don't really have I don't really care. Too. Well, I'll say, I don't know if it's that weird, weird of like, I don't think it's that like, to me, it's like, if you want to say that, like related to the bubble, it would make more sense if it was teams that were like, if it was like the Sixers, who's like, who like, I feel like are never there or like just teams that aren't really there. But I feel like if you look at the, like the longer history of the NBA over the last like 20, 25 years, it's hard to find three better teams than like the Heat, Lakers, Celtics. And then, I mean, the Nuggets might be the odd one out there, but they do have the best player in the NBA and they have, and he has been the best for like the past five years. So to me, it's like, yeah, it's just the, the kind of the best teams doing what they do. Like, I don't know if it's bubble or not bubble. It's just, that's just what it is. Like the, the cream always rises to the top. That's true. That's probably the best way to depict it because, because they have so much success. There's less like, I don't know, internal pressure, I guess, to like succeed. Like how much does like Milwaukee never having any success feed into them? Like, you know, losing in five to an eight seed. Like, I, yeah. I feel like those teams just don't have that type of, I mean, that they have, the teams already have so much success that it, everything's just kind of gravy at this point. So yeah, it'll be an interesting final four and we'll be uh, breaking it down a little more next week. I do 
want to talk quickly football and then we can do segments because Adam's boy did go on day two of the draft. We didn't get to that at the time, but jeans is off the board and in a, in a a cruel twist for Adam, he's going to the team that Adam has clowned probably more than any other team in the league, the Tennessee Titans. So I'm just wondering how you're holding up and uh, maybe we can get Alex's comments on Gia Duddy afterwards. Well, on the bright side, the the majority reason why I clown the Titans is because people think that their quarterback is good. Um, and actually, I just also don't like their running. So yeah, I guess I really don't like the, the Titans, but I think Jeans can kind of ch- change the identity of the Titans and hopefully he can kind of start being their like centerpiece on offense and maybe he can make them more fun. So he, he definitely adds personality to that team. I can say that for sure. I'm happy to hear that you've you've come around on the Titans. It's taken a little bit, but now that you've got the way. And I do like that you've gaslit Tannehill as the reason for calling them boring for years. I think that's a good way to spin this for you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Tony was not happy about Hennon Hooker to the Lions. In case anybody was wondering, he was really not loving that one. Um, I think he called him Hendo, which I just I think that's a good name for him. And uh, good, he's a 26 year old quarterback off torn ACL. Only Lions dumb enough to take him. But I actually kind of liked that one for them. I I don't know. I thought it made some sense. <laughs> Get a little security behind Goff. I don't know. I'm not opposed to it. Um, I don't know, Owen, because you weren't here. Do you want to get a draft takeoff, or is it yesterday's news? It was the part that I found the most interesting was just all the smoke screens ended up just being just smoke. Like all, the, it kind of ended up just like if you were to, if you were to, like ask me in like six months ago what I think the order of the QBs would be. That was, I mean, maybe swap AR and jeans, but that's pretty close. Like. Uh, we heard all about this big CJ Stroud fall and he goes right where everyone thought he would go. So <laughs> I found that interesting. It's just, I guess more than anything, it taught me to just, to just kind of block out the noise during draft season. That's a good lesson to take from this. Don't fall into the trap, the media traps, because you're exactly right. Like I think literally was there one guy who, other than Jameer Gibbs, who the Lions just got excited and just grabbed the, you know, hot young rookie on the block in the fantasy draft in the first round? That happens sometimes. But was there one like big riser throughout the like last eight weeks of the draft process? I don't really feel like there was. Everybody was kind of by the book. And I mean, regard Jalen Carter obviously fell, but that was different circumstances. We don't have to get into that. But I, I guess if if I were Alex, I know he was loving DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. So. I'll throw it to him there. That was sweet, man. Um, <laughs> just the Eagles keep on getting better. Like the draft was sick, and then on day two they trade for DeAndre Swift. Phil broke the news to me. I think he's a really good, solid guy. I don't think they're going to ask him to carry the whole entire load because they never do with their running backs. Because um, Jalen Hurts can run the ball. They've got some other guys too. So they just like to mix in everybody, which I think is smart. So um, I, I, I do like uh, what the Eagles have done. I like you know Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis got drafted 13th overall last year, and everyone thought he was going to be just unbelievable. And he actually, he actually sucked. Like he wasn't very good. I know he missed some games with injury, but he was like bad. You never know exactly. That's the weird thing. I feel like, I mean, a- any draft is unpredictable, right? But you know, I know they're drafting all these Georgia players, but you know, it doesn't mean that in in, in a year or two that they'll actually any of them will even be on the team still, just because mm-hmm. you know you can be off the team so fast. And another reason why you like the Eagles ground game so much is they've signed your boy Trey Sermon this offseason. And I know you've been a longtime fan of his, how Dayton matches days with the 49ers. So 
that's another guy to throw in there. Are we sure it was like days? It might have been like a day with the Niners. Like it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's been dragged through the mud, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he's got a like. Everyone saw Will Levis has a chip on his shoulder. I think my guy Trace Sermon has a chip on chip on his shoulder. <laughs> he doesn't have a chip. He's got a dent. It's like a yeah. full. He's like got he's a missing dent. a shoulder blade. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He yeah. doesn't have can, one. Can I hear your Gia Duddy take, Alex? Mm. There's no take. She's just a, a beautiful human. <laughs> there's. Okay. I, don't, I don't think there's any hot take or any anything regarding that. I just thought, I thought she stole the show on draft night. Um, I don't know if we can call her a celebrity yet, but I admitted to my girlfriend that she's my celebrity crush. So, um, she just graduated from Penn State. So, congrats. Saw that on the Instagram. <laughs> um, so yeah, just wow. I was, I was, she's, she was stunning on draft nights. No, no, I, I'm, I'm going to use this as the time and place to also announce that, that she is my celebrity crush. If she's a celebrity, I don't know how we're going to work that out if we could, you know. You take the weekends, I take the weekdays, but we'll have to figure that out. Okay, yeah. Well, not to make <laughs> yeah. things too awkward or to make this too much of a like a disaster, but she's also as of like oh, no. a week ago, Sadie, she's also so. my celebrity crush. I just wanted to get that out. Sweet. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. could do a week by week thing then. I I don't yeah. really know how we're going to work that out, but we're going to have to find a way. Um other things quickly. Owen, your boy Aaron Rodgers, living at the living at Madison Square Garden. It looks like he's there for every <laughs> single game. I think he might even be there for Disney on Ice. Like I don't think he leaves MSG at any time of the day. He also secured Randall Cobb. Um, he's walking around barefoot. I said to Alex, I'm getting a lot of Russell Wilson Broncos vibes with this one. So I don't know if that makes you nervous. What's going on? But I am getting a very very. Uh, strong scent coming from the jets right now yeah it's getting me a bit a bit um like terrified i would almost say because like i guess there's two sides to this one he's clearly happier than he's been in a long time but he also i mean he he, he had a lot of success won two mvps when he was probably long like grew the hair out and maybe wasn't the happiest so i'm not loving like hunky dory everything's great like i love i'm going to broadway shows and seeing (laughs) Hamilton and going to the every Knicks game that I can possibly go to. Like I kind of liked <laughs> when he was a little bit quieter. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, I do like the, the one part that I will say I, I'm kind of holding on hope with is the, is the haircut because the long hair, I mean, we all hated that. I think I've said lots of times how much I hate it, but the short hair to me is like a professional. It's like you're it, he, when you actually care about your job more. He's he cut his yeah. he, he shaved he cut his hair. Well, He's like wants to make a good impression at the new office. I, they took I him to I love they, they took he like drove by the New York Stock Exchange and he's like, yeah, yeah. let's let's get a clean cut. <laughs> yeah. Part of it to me screams like end of career like vacation go to the Big Apple and like experience the New York life. But then the other part of me is like, well, he's cutting his hair, so at least he's somewhat serious, right? Yeah, you can't you can't show up looking disheveled to your new place of work that was like all right like what like take a shower like like we got a couple <laughs> things to work out here like hygiene couple things to really sort through but if you show up with a professional appearance i mean they're not going to have any complaints about you for a little while at least so that's i would say that's a win for him 
he's I, I would say that that gives me a little bit of hope what doesn't give me hope is that he's courtside every single night Jessica Alba sauce Gardner <laughs> like those videos are such a waste of time like I don't know who's watching that and being like oh he's young so he doesn't know who Jessica Alba is like nobody cares nobody needs to see that like let's just keep this moving and tell me when training camp starts like I don't need the Jessica Alba <laughs> pre-game coverage every night as much as I mean if we're talking Gia Duddy we could talk Jessica Alba I could do that but I don't need it. I'm going to go with I don't need it. I'm I'm going to take it a step further and say, like, wake me up when the season starts because I know training camp is just going to be absolutely hell. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers is looking like <laughs> he's like 29 again. It's going to be he didn't miss a single throw in practice. It'll be like the the receivers will come out and say he's got football him and knowledge. Guard are coaching the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's call, it'll be he's if calling him plays. And Lazard have been given uh, offensive coordinator privileges. Yeah, it'll be like Robert Sala <laughs> reportedly has like added uh, has turned over the playbook to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so I'm on the just like lock me in a room. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, keep going. I was gonna say Randall Cobb's gonna beat out Garrett Wilson on the depth chart. He's looking great. Yeah, he yeah. just called up Eddie Lacy, and Eddie Lacy's taken over Brees Hall's spot as number one running back. Mercedes yeah. Lewis drank from the fountain of youth, and he's back to prime Gronk form. There's gonna be a hundred stories. He's best friends with Zach Wilson, and look out if Rogers has to miss any time. Zach Wilson is ready to step in and go. Yeah, I uh, so I'm in the lock me in a room and wake me up week one camp. <laughs> I think that's a wise move for your sanity. So I respect yep. you for that. I, I You can do, if you want, open form. I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying we don't know any of these details. But if somebody wants to, you know, swing for the fences and do a Jackson Mahomes or a Josh Allen breakup story, go right ahead. Open floor. This is your moment. <laughs> well, he was my boat of the week, so... Yeah, let's go right to Bozo of the Week, dude. I'm not I'm not going to hold you back. You go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I've given him Bozo of the Week enough times that um, it would kind of be unprofessional of me not to follow up with the Bozo for this week. So, yeah, my Bozo of the Week is Jackson Mahomes for... I'm pretty sure he was my Bozo when this actually first happened, and now he actually got convicted. So, um, yeah, just charged. like charged... Yeah, you got convicted, charged. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Owen. Um, you got charged, but anyway, like double, triple, like this guy has to be the. Personally, he's my bozo of the year so far, but that's just me. I want to say though, it is kind of gratifying when a guy you just hate for like, purely like aesthetic reasons actually turns out to be a bad person on the inside too. That is pretty gratifying. <laughs> like. It's kind of nice, so Purely I just wanted to throw that out there. Is raw. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very safe pick. I think you stepped up to the plate and you cranked a double off the wall. Like I think yeah. that that was a very easy one to go with, and it worked out great. Um, it's going to be hard to vote against. I'm going to be the first one to say it, so I, I respect the take. Owen, do you want to give yours? Yeah, so mine was actually brought to my attention by Phil, so thank you for the tip. Uh, but it's a man by the name of Curtis from Alberta. Um, oh, no, no, you can't do it to him, dude. Yeah, That's dude. not right. I have to. I feel bad doing this at this at, at now because it kind of feels like kicking a man when he's down. But Curtis is uh, he's a he's a Leafs fan, uh, and not just any Leafs fan. He is, I think, probably the largest, like the biggest Leafs fan 
on earth. Um, and Curtis, what he does is he, I think he probably spends every penny he's ever earned on Leafs memorabilia. So he has a, a Leafs cave with every jersey and helmet from every player on the team. Uh, he's got full-sized mannequins of players with helmets and jerseys that he kind of he talks to and interacts with. He's obviously got at least one TV to play Leafs games. And he's got Leafs uh, like Budweiser dispensers. He's got Leafs banners. He's got all the time. Like, it's just Leafs everywhere. He's got a Leafs goal horn that he goes off uh, when there's a goal in his house. Um, and he watches the games dressed in a full, well, or maybe this is just social media, but knowing the other stuff about him, I wouldn't be surprised if he watches the games in full, uh, full, like full uniform, kit. full kit. Cause he's got the, the sweater on. He's got, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually puts the pads on too. It's kind of crazy, but, yeah. um, I do feel bad just because of the success of the team. You know, I, I hate to see a diehard kind of <laughs> suffer like that, but it's just an inexcusable behavior. Um, and I think it's it's just it's sick. It's and not he's from good. Alberta. Yes, he is from Alberta, which is probably even worse. I know what you're thinking. I mean, is he going to call him a fraud? Is he going to call him a bad word? I'm going to say Curtis from Alberta is one of the most interesting people I have ever seen <laughs> online. It, it's like he exists through a plane of glass. Like I don't even know really what to say about him. He does these videos <laughs> where pregame he's like, "We need a big game from Kerfoot tonight." I'm putting on his helmet and his gloves, and then he puts on Kerfoot's game worn helmet and grabs his gloves, and then like takes his <laughs> stick and walks over to the TV and he go Leafs go. Like this guy is is one of a kind. He he he, he like puts on the game worn jerseys of the players he picks to score. And it doesn't even matter who they are. He's like, I'm expecting a big game from Engvall tonight. And then he grabs the Engvall jersey off the shelf, probably like the only one ever made, and just tosses it on, gets his helmet, puts it on too. He is a very interesting guy. I've never seen anything quite like it. And I saw this picture. He said, my son came down and said, no more dry cycle. I'm a Matthews guy. Best moment of my life. It's like, this guy is like, I just can't believe this guy exists. He's like a one in a million creature. So I, I do, I disagree with him being a bozo because I'm just more intrigued by him than Fair. anything else. I do feel, I mean, I respect him, but it's just, it's behavior. The behavior needs to, it's not, it's not right. I see. I'll do my bozo of the week because it's somewhat similar. And I told you, Adam, that people are going to have a hard time voting against Jackson Mahomes, but they will not have a hard time voting against him because my bozo of the week is Jeff Buckner. Nobody has ever deserved bozo of the week more than Jeff. He is one of these guys out there that just he his actions are always bozo like. And for the last week, he's wreaked havoc on everyone's lives. So I'm going to give you a bit of a countdown on what Jeff's last week looked like. First of all, Maple Leafs win round one, game six. Jeff goes to Instagram and posts, quote, the real Johnny Hockey with a picture of Tavares scoring. Now, keep in mind, Jeff was caught on the Red Mile last year celebrating after Johnny Hockey scored for the Flames to win a series. So to say that, like... <laughs> Oh, this is the real one, and all you other guys have been with the fake. Is is a bit of an indictment on himself, and he didn't really clue into that. But that was his first action. Well, why why is Jeff acting like um, Goudreau and and uh, John Tavares have some big rivalry here, like Columbus Maple Leafs, like Blue Jackets Maple Leafs? That like we're he's acting like it's uh, the Canadians versus the Maple Leafs. Like what what is that? 
there's no the real Johnny. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Now it comes out later that Jeff actually he does all this celebrating. He didn't watch the game. He got <laughs> he was not watching the game. He had this grand celebration. He didn't tune into a minute of the game. And I confronted him about this, and he said. Oh, the marshal had to come tell me to turn it down. Jeff, cap. The marshal did not have to come to you on the golf course and say, turn down the Leafs game. That just did not happen. Why are we just capping about things that make no sense at all? So that was that was my second problem. Is that the point that you had as well? No, I was going to say the, the cherry on top is this. He put on a pro-level smoke screen. And during this epic kind of collapse... He's 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 left the country to Japan. And so people might, you know, in any other time, they might be like, why is Jeff silent on, on this? He was so vocal about their winning. Like, what was he going to say something about this three game skid? And he's just flooded the flooded the feed with the with a new Japan post every day. So he's kind of just he's kind of done a misdirection. He has done a misdirection. It's been a complete try to change the narrative. And let me tell you right now, it hasn't worked because I pressed him. I've been pressing him every single day. And I asked him, why are the Leafs down 3 nothing?" And he said, quote, because of Luke Shen. Jeff, Austin Matthews has no points. What are we talking about because of Luke Shen? And then I said, Jeff, you're not watching the games if that's your opinion. And he said, oh, I wake up for every game. Jeff, cap, you are not waking up for every game. You, you, you document every second of your life on your story, bro. Like, I know you're not waking up for these games. So I, I don't know how to really, like, go more in depth because you wouldn't think it could get worse, but it does because I pressed him about being down three, nothing. And he goes, at least I'm not wasting the best two players in the league. Jeff, does it look like the Oilers are wasting them? Like, I I don't know what to say about that. Are you watching the games? Does that look like wasting them to you? I don't understand where he's going with this. And he said, only the Oilers could make the LA Kings look tough. Jeff, the LA Kings would put the Maple Leafs in their back pocket four nights in a row and send you home crying. I don't understand why this guy thinks like he's playing against the Goliath of the NHL every night. I'm sorry, but I, 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 I shouldn't go on with Jeff because I, I could go for days. I did comment on his Instagram in Japanese, I'm going to flame your ass on the podcast tonight, but I had to delete it because I didn't want people to know in advance that I, that I was going to come after him. But he is really like my mortal enemy. I hate this guy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be hard to vote against. Yeah, it's a strong case. Mine, mine was just. Uh, I already got off my bozo. Mine was just the we want Florida. So, kind of Maple Leafs fans, <laughs> yeah. and uh, but I think Jeff takes the cake. Yeah, I'm gonna vote for Jeff. Me too. I'll vote for Jackson Mahomes. To be fair, I'll give it. You I'll should give vote for Jackson. Jeff. He probably earned a vote. Yeah, yeah. No, I I will vote for Jeff. You're right. I hate Jeff, so he's gonna get it for me. That's uh, that's gonna be the way it goes. But genius of the week. Let's do that. Alex, you want to go first here? I'm sorry to railroad you with last on the last one. I I should have I should have batted clean up with Jeff. No, 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 no. My my genius of the week is ESPN actually because they've purchased the rights uh, to stream Euroleague, um, in the U.S. So I don't know how that's going to affect Canada, but I'm going to find a way. I have been wanting to watch some Euroleague basketball. I do not know how, but um, the fact that they purchased it is sick. I love seeing the videos in Europe of, especially the the Serbian crowds of of the fans, of the players 
they actually the rules are crazy there they're actually like fighting over there in, in europe they'll mm. actually like punch and then no one's even, no like no one even gets like a tech for throwing the other guy through the through the through the ground so that's my genius i thought that's actually kind of a good move i'm actually kind of excited to see how that works they could do it in a way that where they only get the best the, like the they broadcast the best games only and that's probably the way you want to do it like you don't want to see every yeah. game of the season but if you're just getting like the best of the best and like you said the soccer crowds like that's a big bonus my genius of the week is Jim Harbaugh. Um, pretty easy one here. He was interviewed in Sports Illustrated, and I know Owen's going to like this one because he said, quote, mowing the lawn is the greatest feeling I have in my life, which I just couldn't agree with more. Jim Harbaugh, this is the most relatable thing anyone's ever said. And if you're not experiencing this rain weather outside and thinking to yourself, man, I can't wait to get out there with the mower and just chop up this fresh green grass when this dries up. I don't know what to tell you. It's the best thing ever. He also said, quote, it accomplishes one of three things. I'm either clearing my mind or thinking of new plays. I feel good about what I've accomplished. I either make money or I save money. It's a triple win. I couldn't agree more. So I'm all in on Jim Harbaugh giving this the, uh, giving this the grand approval. So as a mowing lawn guy, I have to give it to him. But Was Jim also the one that said he does like everything in Excel or was that John? I think it was Jim. It was Jim. It, this guy's just like a, I don't want to say a nutcase, but he's definitely a different type of person. My genius this uh, this week is whoever leaks, or whoever gets the leaks to every single Connect jersey or alternate jersey that ever gets released, like ever. Because they've released the new City Connect for the Baltimore Orioles recently, and I think for the, like the Twins as well. Um, and the pattern that I've, noticed is that this, this happens with every nba jersey that's probably ever dropped in the last five or six years but they always get leaked early so i don't know who does it or who's able to who's the one that's getting their hands on these uh early jerseys but this guy's a genius because he i mean it's also whoever's like supposed to keep these under wraps is just doing an awful job because they, they every single design gets leaked early for every single jersey and whoever finds that i mean good for you um maybe like tighten up the security that's what i would say as well i think the the orioles jersey is the worst jersey i've ever seen yeah it's really bad they're they're the baseball the connect ones are are really just generally horrible i think oh they're they're worse than the nba ones which is really saying something because the nba ones have been awful for years but the, the fact that they finally got baseball and we're like all right mariners like what are they missing black pants like that <laughs> that's just the worst move ever so i uh I'm not in on the connectors, to say the least. But Adam, you didn't have one, um, so I'm gonna vote for ESPN. Give me, give me the, give me the Euro League. Yeah, me too. I can't go against mown grass. I'm happy to see that one get get one through. I do love the grass. The grass is pretty all time. You can't go against the grass. So congrats to ESPN. All right, do we want to do this movie? Um, we can make it quick if we want. We can go along whatever yes. whatever you guys prefer um alex let's well, start with you well no i just i didn't get around to watching the movie like that's two times in a row now so apologies on that Sweet. um adam are you just finding that out now or <laughs> no it's just it's heat that it's two in a it row it is dude. two in a row dude but i did watch guardians of the galaxy volume three and if you want a movie review on that <laughs> i can give a 20 second one on that unbelievable movie nine out of no, no, yes, don't, yes, don't don't yes, don't yes, don't yes, i don't yes, want to yes, spoil there's it. no spoilers 
um, like tears your heart out, takes your heart out, throws it on the ground, puts it back in, takes it back out again. Um, pretty tough movie. Um, but overall, overall, I'd say, you know, overall end ends really good. Um, but it is emotional for sure. I've never, I haven't seen a Marvel movie like this before, so definitely go check it out. It's totally a different, it's, it's very different. So, um, I, th- I think most people will have a good time watching it. So, um, I did like it. And then Bo is not afraid. Hey man, I, what can I say? You can't, I couldn't convince the girl to go watch it. Uh, I, you know, I just did, didn't really get around to too much time. I, I was, I was actually good to watch it Thursday night, but Phil was at the lake. Um, and you guys had already watched it. So there we go. We can blame it on a, on a combination of factors. So, um, and God forbid you watch it by yourself. <laughs> well, I, God forbid I watch it by myself, but wasn't on soap. Phil sent me another one. Wasn't on there either. So I was like, eh, it's not really meant to be. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll get out in front of it and say this. Um, you didn't miss much. Well, no, Adam's got it. Is that your review? Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to get into my review, um, I the movie ended and I opened Letterboxd and I dropped a one star, um, my first one star rating that I've ever dropped. I mean, it it didn't keep me. Like, did I want more movie? No. Did it keep me engaged throughout? No. Did I almost fall asleep? Yes. Did I debate leaving the movie early? Yes. Um, I mean, it checked a lot of boxes and not the right boxes. So I think for like the highlight of the movie was someone in my theater that was laughing at some of the scenes that also made me laugh, which kind of helped. But I mean, otherwise, I like, you know, it's a bad movie when you watch the YouTube review after and you still don't like yeah. the movie. So that's kind of where I'm at with this one. I um I I honestly think it's the number one worst movie I've ever seen. I don't think there's even like a competitor. And the thing is with Morbius is it was bad, but it had a storyline that you could at least follow. This was like it it honestly was like if like being 11 and opening 2K packs was a movie and it was just like all right like here's a card like I'm not even going to use it anymore like there it goes. It, it was just like 200 different yeah. things happening at random times none of it was coherent none of it made any sense it was just a miserable three hours at the theater and i think owen brought his girlfriend to the movie adam brought his i brought mine i think all three of them if they were here today would say that was the worst experience at a theater ever it was so bad that well, I, I don't even know how them, to describe it well one of them that's not here would not agree with you <laughs> so you guys like the movie well i have i i, I have a, a little bit to say about this because i think me and my uh me and my girlfriend me and the old lady we actually agreed on we we, we came to sort of a, an agreement a consensus on what we thought about the movie and uh, we what i what i will say is the first hour to an hour and a half had me on the edge of my seat i thought it was hilarious it's the hardest i've ever laughed at a movie theater um in my life um it was like super original and really entertaining. I thought the characters were really, really funny and interesting. The storyline was, it's certainly weird, but it was, I mean, if you embrace how weird it is uh, and how funny it is, I, I felt, thought it was really enjoyable. There was a little bit of mystery and, and like suspense even in there, which was great. Um, so the first hour and a half, my girlfriend and I both agreed was, was probably an eight or a nine out of 10. I think she said nine, which I would probably agree with. Mm but there was a pretty steep fall off. And I wouldn't even say 
to me, after the first hour and a half, it wasn't that it was like horrible. It was just really, really boring to me. Like it was like a lot of dialogue and it was kind of just incoherent and didn't really make a lot of sense. It was hard to follow. So it was really boring. And then it got weird, but then it was like still kind of interesting at the end. So that's why I rated it a six out of 10 because, because of that first hour and a half, essentially. Like, yeah, I thought it was hilarious and really, really entertaining, but way too long and like too like self-indulgent in the sense that I think Ari Aster, he's, he's cooked up two bangers up prior to this. And so he kind of just was like, I'm, he felt like a big shot. He had that yeah. big Hollywood budget, big actor. And so he just was like, I can do whatever Little I want. Heat check. And so this is, that's a great way to put it. This was his heat check. Uh, and it was a lot of good, but too much bad. I, the fact that, and I, you had told me before the movie that I thought the, you thought the first half was a nine out of 10. So I had mentioned that to Katie. I said, Hey, you stay locked in here for the first half. We can leave in the second half, but Owen says the first half is pretty good. And I think the best way to sum up your view of that for me personally was she looked at me and said, the fact that he thinks this is a nine out of 10 drastically affects my opinion of him as a person, which I could not agree with more. It was <laughs> so bad the entire time. I don't know. You're saying it kept you suspenseful and interesting, maybe for five minutes, but then they immediately cut away from that and gave it just a completely new, he's not living there anymore. And any storyline that we had done in the first hour no longer exists. Um, we're just going with the with a completely new movie, picking up at hour one, and then once again they did that again at hour two. So I had I had just a laundry list of problems. Yeah. Well, can I can I ask you some? Can I do some cross examination here? I would love that. Uh, did you not think it was just absolutely hilarious when he went across the street to go buy the water, and all the bad guys and like every single just terrible character went into his house? The- did you not find that? I was like almost on the floor laughing. I thought that was one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in any any movie. <laughs> I not that it was absolutely hilarious. Like I was in, in hysterical laughter. No, that was that was pretty funny. I'll give you that. That was funny to me. I think the part that well, I said at the with forty five minutes to go. I said, I said we've reached the point where nothing could surprise me. I said, everything is out the window. It, it, anything could be on the screen and it would not surprise me. And then with 20 minutes to go, a giant murdering penis appeared. And that that was absolutely flooring to everybody in the theater. Nobody knew what to make of that. That was the, that was the moment I knew <laughs> that they did not let this movie go through enough testing. Somebody along the line should have axed this thing long ago the fact they let this get to the theater that's tough well i want to say joaquin was really good uh joaquin was great the penis monster was heat Uh, just full full disclosure full transparency that was heat i'm not going to defend the penis monster the other part i wanted to ask you phil as part of my cross-examination too was do you not think it was just absolutely hilarious when he jumped out of the tub and went fully naked to the cop that the corrupt cop and he almost shot him. Was that not funny to you? Yeah. I think that, yeah, that scene was... was funny to us in the theater because there was the person in front of us that was laughing. Like, well, I don't know who you're talking about because the... I found it like hysterically funny on its own. Mm. Okay. I thought respect. <laughs> I didn't get as many laughs as you. I don't think, but I was laughing. I'll give you the the point when he started when when he was going through that thing and there was the narrator i was howling that was the part where i was absolutely laughing the hardest when he was wandering through like animation 
for like 20 minutes and there was a narrator and you will go to the play and you will find out the play is about you. It's oh. that, <laughs> it was like, who came up with this? This is the worst movie ever. Yeah, that's definitely the, the biggest, like, why am I still in the movie theater yeah. moment of the movie? That was the only time I considered leaving. <laughs> the only time. Good. The part where Sounds he admitted. I don't know. I don't think we have to give it much more than that. I would just say, if you didn't see this, like, what I was hoping for, I'll say this. What I was hoping for was, like, a Morbius-type thing where it would be, like, trackable and funny because it was so bad. But this was, like... I just felt like it was three hours. I will never get back. No matter how hard I try, I will never get that time back. And I will be on my like dying days. Like, wow, I really wasted three, three hours in my 20s in the summer at the theater watching Ari Aster and Joaquin Phoenix just completely burn a sheet of pad. So that was my take on the movie, if you wanted a parting thought. <laughs> a good way to look at this from the outside is that you... No, like you got the opportunity to see probably one of the worst movies ever made and that's almost something that you should be grateful for because there's probably not many times in your life where you're going to see a movie this bad so the fact that you saw a movie that got like it was seen by different people and it was released in movie theaters and you got to pay to watch this is almost an that's a hell of a spin zone. well i liked it <laughs> i love well i liked it owen that was good well, I'm glad you enjoyed it because I sure didn't. But Adam, you're on picking next week. So did you take a movie yet that you like? Yeah. Uh, so there's a movie that we were actually going to watch last night, but um, we didn't watch it yet. So we're going to watch it tonight, I think. And it's going to be the movie pick for next week because I saw Phil also has it on his watch list in Letterboxd. So uh, I'm going for Pulp Fiction. And Alex has probably already seen this already, so he doesn't have to uh, <laughs> He can miss it for the third week in a row and he'll be okay. I've, I've actually watched it twice, but I'll, I'll, I really will try to watch it a third time. It's a pretty accessible movie. I think you can find it pretty much anywhere. I think so too. Yeah, and even if you don't watch it again, I'm sure you can give a good review. So, I do love Pulp Fiction. It's an unbelievable film. I like it a lot. First time through, I didn't like it, so I'm kind of curious for those who are watching it for the first time how you guys are gonna how you guys are gonna like it. So. Yeah, I'm excited. It should okay. be fun. Me too. I'm excited as well. Well, I give today cool. a ten. I think. Uh, I think. It, I think we did well. I like these longer ones. Give us a little more runway to talk about some more interesting things. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Ten. Yeah, it's a clear ten. I'll give it a ten for sure. Let's go. You love to see it. So we'll be back a week from today. Dip's been um, on the twenty second delay. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on literally the worst delay of all time. I don't know what's like I've been like five seconds behind you guys the whole show. It's been it's been a killer. It's all right. All right. Well, we'll be back a week from today. Right. I'll just say that. We can call it from here. Um, but yeah. Talk to you guys then.